0: This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, Episode 109, Orange Numbers and Chocolate Cows. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulbooks2015. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone.
1: Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from an half-empty bottle of white wine. Guantonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I Oh wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up.
0: And... It gives you 38.2 yummies per second with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per
1: second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Don Forge Pouch. This is episode 109 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is January 27th, 2016, and I am your host, Brajia. I'm joined with one of my co-Joey's. Hello, Jen. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired this week, a little allergic, but I'm here. Um, How are you doing?
1: Good, good. First of all, thanks for uh, taking over the whole show last week. That was pretty awesome of you
0: oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. No problem. You know, I want us to have shows. So I thought, well, I'm here. I have a voice still. I'm not on too many antihistamines Time to record something. <laughs> so there we were. And um, I've been getting some feedback from people on Twitter saying that they like the show. So that was, that was very encouraging. And uh, I think I've talked to Responded back to whoever, but um, yeah, Uh, so it was kind of encouraging. It was a little bit different. I've never done you know before that episode. I never did a solo Shattered Soulstone podcast episode myself, but I have spent years doing an entire other podcast that had nothing to do with gaming, as mostly a solo effort. So um, I've got years of experience that people just didn't probably know about. You know that the show that I've done is has been off the internet for quite some time. Um, Probably gonna. Revisited at some point, but um, it was still very encouraging to have people be like, Oh, hey, good job, that was really nice.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely deserved it because it was a good show, so great job. Thank you. You know, it's just like for I don't know, last week, which is crazy because uh, I'm sorry I couldn't join, uh, I didn't get home that to record at all until about midnight my time. Um, it was just yes, one yeah, of those Yeah, I, I could have still yeah. done
0: that, but if you've been out and t- working and whatever, and didn't get home until midnight, you'd be in no shape to record. So, of course, you know, I mean, work oh, happens, no. right?
1: Yeah. No. Last week was uh, just a long week of you know going to bed by like midnight, getting up at like four or five in the morning, and get going again.
0: Oh. <laughs> so like I did that, have a that's, lot of sleep. Wow. That's not healthy. Yeah. Did you live on coffee? Is that how you got by? Uh,
1: energy drinks.
0: <laughs> energy drinks. <laughs> That'll do. A- and not
1: orange, you know, cough syrup.
0: Right, like right.
1: <laughs> so, um, it's okay.
0: hmm
1: But, uh, anyways, um, how were things with you? How did, what did you do in game last week?
0: Quite a bit. I mean, I don't know if it's really quite a bit compared to a lot of people. I know a lot of people are totally done with like the whole entire season journey thing, and I'm still working my way through it. But for me, it's going faster than it ever has. Like last oh, cool. season, I feel like it was so slow. It took so long to get there, and then I got stuck with the riffs and just couldn't really progress much farther than that. You know, this, this season, um, I'm moving along pretty good. I think last uh, show I said I finished Chapter 1. Um, I've now finished Chapter 2. That's done, and I thought it was interesting. Um, the some of the objectives that they've included in this season that I didn't, I don't think were the same. I'm pretty sure they were not the same last season. Oh, like no. in chapter one, you kill the Skeleton King and you kill Magda, but not the Butcher, which is like the big boss at the end. Yep. You know. And then chapter two, you kill Gom or Gom. I've heard it pronounced both ways, and Izual, which are not the big bosses either. Correct. Whereas previously it was like, go kill Melthiel on level, you know, difficulty level whatever, or go kill Diablo, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I thought that was kind of different that they're doing it this way for this season. Um, and then the uh, Hero of Sanctuary objective when you hit level 60... I think that one's awesome because it makes you excited about hitting level 60 again, like back in the day when that was the highest level your character could possibly hit was 60, you know, way before paragon points and all that, you know. Um, (laughs) So that was kind of a fun little touch that they put into that one. And then I finished chapter 3 really quickly because a lot of that is like uh, level up the crafters, you know, go get something transmogged and you know, stuff like that that doesn't take you too long to do. Um, And then again, with this one, you know, you have to kill uh, Queen Arani in there, and that's like, you know, B-team, essentially, this isn't like, you know, the big (laughs) bosses, it's like the B-team that you're killing, and uh, it was kind of neat to see that as a difference because I think it's been, you know, I mean, I I think we're tired, or at least I'm kind of tired of it always being just those same big bosses, you know, okay, you killed the Butcher, now you kill and now you kill, you know, (laughs) so it was kind of a nice mix. Um, kind of, it made it a little more interesting as you go along. And then I started Chapter 4, mm-hmm. just you know, right after that. And this one's not going as quick, but it's still going quicker than it did last time for me. Because some of the stuff's the same. Like, you have to kill all the Key Wardens. Okay, I did that pretty fast. Yep. And then you kill... Um, in this one, you're killing Zoltan Cool, and you're killing the Siegebreaker. And I feel like the Siegebreaker is a B team. I don't know about Zoltan Cool, you know. But um, it just feels like it's very different how they set this one up. It'll be very interesting to see if Season 6, they keep this the same, or if they change out, you know, the bosses you have to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did get the... I'm playing a monk, a uh, softcore monk, and so I got the first two pieces of the Monkey King's Garb, which was exciting. It's oh, with cool. that Hadrig's Gift. You know, you finished... Uh, I think it was... Was it Siege? Oh, it was killing Zoltan Cole. You kill Zoltan Cole, you get your first two pieces of your set from Hadrig's Gift. And I've never really played a monk before, so I've never really had this set... So that was kind of exciting, yep. and we have found like a random piece here and there, but I've never gotten to use it for anything. So this was kind of cool, and uh, I like the um, the helmet looks like a monkey. You know, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> huh. So that's kind of neat. Um, and where I'm stuck right now is I'm about to start on the Great Expectations one, which is reach Greater Rift level twenty solo, and this is where I get stuck. And uh, have trouble with. And no one can help you because it's a solo rift. You have to do it by yourself. Wait, are you talking
1: about the um, set dungeon?
0: Mm -mm, No, 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 not just the rift. I'm not even there yet, yeah. Um, It's just the the greater rift level 20 is the first rift thing that appears in uh, chapter 4. So that's where I'm at. I haven't started attempting it yet. I know last season I think I got to 16, was the highest I got to with a barbarian. You know, without like a set, you know, of, of uh, items. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I know that playing the monk is a lot more fun than I ever expected it was going to be. I, I just didn't know it was this much fun. I mean, I know mean, Nevik was saying how much fun the monk was, and man, he was right, you know, <laughs> having a good time. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, good. so I'm hoping that that will translate into making the riffs easier for me than they have been previously. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think, I think it will. I hope so.
1: I mean, you've already talked about something that was kind of... It's been popping in my mind as I've been playing. Is This season, it seems like things go much faster overall. Right. The the leveling... Right now, I'm I'm Paragon 88, and I don't think I've been playing for very long. You've probably not.
0: You've been working, so you didn't have opportunity, you know.
1: Exactly. And, like, every time I sit down for a session to play, I'm, like, gaining three, four Paragon levels. I know that you kind of still gain them pretty quickly at your... A new level 70, but I'm like, I don't remember hitting 88 this quickly before.
0: Yeah, I've noticed, I'm only on Paragon 12, but um, Mm -hmm. I've noticed that, you know, it did move really quick. Like, I was, I think I did a Nephilim Rift and I got three Paragon levels. I'm like, that's new. That's, I mean, I know I'm early on here, you know, way down, I'm only at 12, but I swear I got like three of them in one Rift. I'm like, this is kind of, this is different. So whatever change was made to that seems to be helping things along, and maybe that'll help with the rifts, too. Mm-hmm. Because I always, every time I've gotten stuck with rifts, I think I got stuck the season before as well, where I just couldn't get, I just couldn't get through whatever one you needed um, for the objectives, whatever it was, the previous, not previous season, but the one before that. Um, you know, I always felt like maybe if I had more paragon points, it would work, but then I didn't have enough time to get. Enough paragon points, either due to work or uh, being sick all the time, or just because I took so darn long to get through the season journey, you know it 's running out of time in the season, but maybe that change that you noticed too that you know the paragons are coming quicker, maybe that will help me get through the rift thing that I have so much trouble with
1: yeah it might it might definitely do that
0: hope so. What have you been up to in game
1: um I've played a little bit. <laughs> Uh, okay. I actually, I've taken a, a break from the PlayStation version right now, because right now what's happening, my wife is playing again as a Demon Hunter. She's trying okay. to level up a second Demon Hunter, and she wanted to go through the whole story mode uh, by herself this time, rather than oh, with all, with the kids and I. And yeah, uh, she's really enjoying it. She absolutely is in love with the Demon Hunter. She's, uh, she's got Captain Jack. Um, oh, right. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> From and not Cap- Captain Jack Sparrow, but Captain Jack Harkness from uh, Doctor Who, right, um, right? And he is now like in his sixties, so she's done that on her own, and she's completed killing Mouthiel. So she's like, "Well, what do I do next?" And I'm like, "Well, now you can do bounties and riffs And she's like, "Oh, this adventure mode. Okay, what's that all about?" And so I was explaining to her different things. She goes, "Wow, it's like playing a whole new game, but with the same yeah. character. That's cool." So oh, yeah, good. She, good, good, so
0: good. I good. Th-
1: think she's starting to do that. I mean, she, she just killed Malthia like a day or so ago. So while she's doing that, I've been up here playing on um, the PC version. Mm-hmm. I uh, created uh, another witch doctor, of course. This time course. I named her Milkshake. <laughs> because, you know, mm-hmm. her Milkshake brings all the boys to the whatever. <laughs> from uh, the, From some song I heard. Right, so I'm like, yeah. okay, it makes sense. And she shakes, so, you know, it's good. Um, yeah, level 70, no problem. Just jumping through um, the Paragon. So I did get my first two pieces, and then I think the second two pieces you get after you do, like, a certain rift, either the 20 or 25. I don't remember which one it It might was. be
0: the 20, because I think it's in Chapter 4. That you mm-hmm. get your next two pieces, and I don't know if you get more than that. I, I think that you get, like, four pieces in Chapter 4, because I think if I read it correctly, one of the objectives is to do that set dungeon, and if you don't have the whole set, yep. you can't do the whole dungeon. So I'm thinking those are all in Chapter 4, but I can't remember exactly what they all attached to. Yeah,
1: I know I did something. I ended up getting all six pieces um, of the Jade Hot Rifter. So I got my first two pieces by killing cool, and then a the second two by uh, getting the Greater F20. I mean, those were pretty easy. Third one, I don't remember what I did to get it, but I know I got it. The funny I can't part what was, it is. what's that?
0: I can't remember what it is. I know it's there. I was just looking at it before the show, and I can't remember.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure everybody's listening to the show is like, "Hey, you just do that. That's what we did." I'm like, "Okay, whatever I did." Um, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, but it, by the, my next show
0: will be able to say, "And we've done this thing." You know? Exactly.
1: So. Yeah. I had four pieces, then I found um, a uh, set of pants dropped that completed five pieces of it, even before I got the last two pieces from the uh, Hadrick Gift. Oh, wow. And then I also got a Ring of Royal Grandeur in the same run, so I I had six pieces. Of course, it wasn't six pieces that allowed me to get into the um, uh, the Mm -hmm. set dungeon. Right. Um, So I did whatever it is I I did to get the six pieces for the set dungeon. I went in I found what a set dungeon is I went in there and I just got killed like I did about five or six times and just wiped out because I couldn't stay alive long enough to gather all of the mobs I needed in order to cast what was it uh cast my soul harvest to kill at least 15 of them ah okay at a time so I was like I'd kill and it would tell you how many you've killed so I'm like oh I'd get 12 I'd get 14 I'm like 14 are you kidding me there was 15 there and one <laughs> wouldn't die so you know yeah, But it is, uh, at least, and I was right, you know, from things I've been reading, I think something we'll talk about later. You mm-hmm. know, some set pieces seem to be real easy to do this with, and some just seem really difficult. So, I don't know, it's like, and I I think part of it was, I was trying it out when I was still like Paragon 10, or something of, you know, I really have not been 70 for long when I tried it. And I was like, okay, obviously I need better gear, because I really haven't done it and see what else i can do so currently with the gear that i have and what i'm running um anything from paragon anything from uh torment four to six is super easy i know it seems like everybody's running torment 10 by now right
0: it does seem like that yeah mm-hmm.
1: so i'm like well i think part of it is just i don't have a good weapon yet that's kind of helped me out with it i mean the, the best thing i have right now i'm using is the broken staff you know and anybody would be like really because that you know doesn't have any extra abilities um it's got 3400 uh damage per second so it's just kind of like yeah it's okay it does damage Mm -hmm. but there's nothing else to it and i i only have been able to actually i just finally picked up something that wasn't a uh what do you call a rare amulet Mm -hmm. so i now actually have a decent amulet it's the Traveler's pledge but it's only one piece (laughs) <laughs> oh, right. I mean, it's like, got
0: pieces to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a set set one. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I still got, still got like a mixed match of stuff. I just not had any luck finding things either when I'm dropping. Like uh, I think just when we, now, we were, before we jumped on the show, I would found a vault. And so I was going through. Yeah, it's great. I got a ton of gold out of it. And I got some more items. But not a single one of those items is an upgrade for what I have. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, like, oh, my God. Okay. But, I mean, it's not not all bad. It's just, like, it's it's different. It's, um, it seems like you can get to the end real quick now, and you can cruise along. But to do the one last thing that I need to do, which is finish the set, mm-hmm. because I have everything other objective done for the season journey, except for clearing um, the set dungeon. So, uh, like, I like the play style, because I'm used to running things like the Dunimasa set, where I, I have a bunch of pets out, and... Just basically that's how I rely on my damage um, so I started with that when I first got into it because it was really easy at um, max level to kind of just do that the my uh, pets do all the damage for me but once I've got like the six pieces of um, jade harvester I was like okay I really need to look for something so I found a, a pretty decent build out there where I basically have no generator I, I'm using haunt as my first my primary attack which takes up Um, And I'm using Resentful Spirits, and I'm also using Locust Swarm. So I've got two um, mana-casting dots that I throw on everything, basically. I have Spirit Walks just to kind of make sure I don't die. Not that it matters now, but, you know, it is helpful to kind of get me out of some jams and move me along in the dungeon. Then I have Piranado, just to kind of gather some mobs up together. And then I can even use Soul Harvest. So along with my Jade Harvester set... Which means Soul Harvest instantly deals 150 se- 50 seconds worth of remaining damage. So like if I have everything haunt, um, hit with Haunt and uh, Locust Swarm, I just wait a few seconds, then I step in there and hit my Soul Harvest and boom, everything dies. Which is really cool. Uh, I've seen like 600 million crits <laughs> out of doing things like that, it's ridiculous. And then just for now, I have like my Gargantuan just running around hitting things. And, uh, she's just trying to think of what else was it was. You know, I mean, I like this, the, the setup, how I'm running with it. I'm also running with some additional, like, passives that I usually don't. Like, I use Grave Injustice, which is great, because it's awesome at, um, you know, uh, reducing the cooldowns on everything. So, even though I may have just, like, cast... Paranado and Soul Harvest. If I'm killing a bunch of mobs in in the middle, usually I'm killing about 10 at a time. Those things almost instant resets. And I'm never running out of, of, um, uh, what do you call it, Uh, mana either because I'm using Rush of And with that, I'm going to gain like 100 mana over 10 seconds just by casting Haunt or Soul Harvest or Spirit Walk. So those are like my three main things. So I'm constantly just generating mana passively. And then, of course, I'm doing. I'm close enough to kill everything, so I'm using Confidence Ritual to give me an additional 25% damage. And then using Creeping Death, which makes my haunt look to swarm and uh, amplification from Piranhas last almost forever. So I was like, yep, let's just keep adding mul- multipliers and then use Jade Harvester's Soul Harvest to just wipe everything off the planet. So having fun with it. It's, it's a different build for me. It took me a little time to get used to because now I'm jumping in the middle of everything, but not. Um, you know and not having that pet support so it's interesting i'm definitely clearing things quickly
0: so it's good to that this is the season i guess is uh influencing you to try different things a little bit you know yeah i think that's yeah. one of the best things about it is you you almost have to try different things or at least you have the opportunity to choose to try different things without you know having to risk like if you're playing hardcore you don't want to necessarily risk well I'm just going to try this other set out and see what happens you know I mean you could do it on softcore maybe but I think seasons gives you the opportunity to kind of you know try it out and if it doesn't work it's not as big a loss you know
1: exactly and, and that's the fun part about it so I'm just, just saying like right now I'm enjoying it I'm not all in like uh, a lot of people are I kind of wish I was but it's you know, time and work and all of that.
0: I can relate to that. Um, yeah, exactly. That's kind of exactly. why I haven't been playing as much as maybe I would have. Uh, it's because I've got a lot of work this month, and when you do freelance, it's, you know, feast or famine. So <laughs> you go ahead Absolutely and do the right. work when you got it, and then you hope to get more later, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's pretty much, I guess, you and I in in a nutshell. Uh, as everyone notices, uh, we still have no Nevik and no Lantonio. Lantonio thought he might be able to join us tonight
0: doesn't but, seem to have uh, worked out for him though yeah
1: exactly mm-hmm. and still i'm uh, not really sure on nevic so hopefully they're doing well and we'll hear from them soon
0: i know they've been playing the game so mm-hmm. i think if if uh if any of you listeners you know are playing you might catch them in game sometime so <laughs> there's that <laughs> you know
1: yeah they they definitely have been uh, pretty involved in playing mm-hmm. in the in the clan so i think they're having a good it's time good to see.
0: yeah mm-hmm. that's cool that's very cool Alright, so this kind of brings us to our little Audible ad, which we put in right about here every show, so I'll go ahead and do that. Um, if you want to get started with Audible, you can use our little link. It's uh, bit.ly, bitly slash soulbooks2015 and that uh, will get you started with a 30-day free trial over at audible.com and you can use, you get one credit and you can use it on anything they have so it's like a free audiobook for you, you know and they have a bunch of stuff, like I've said before, they have like one specifically Diablo book, but they have a whole bunch of other things in there too, so if you have interest other than only this video game you're bound to find something in there if you want to get started uh, after your free trials, over and you know, actually have an account at Audible um, there's a couple of different payment options uh, depending on how much how many credits you want to get in one month that sort of thing um, but it's, it's a pretty good deal, uh, I've been looking at a lot of stuff. I know some of the other shows I used to do, we used to bring in books all the time and there's just always new stuff being added. So if you want to do that, there's over 180,000 titles to take a look at. They also have things like radio plays and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure that your membership gives you uh, access to the digital version of the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. So there's a lot of stuff in there if you want to check it out. And when you're done listening to the show, you can do that by going to bit.ly, B-I-T slash soulbooks2015.
1: Yeah, and uh, the best part about that, you know how like all this time we kept saying, "Oh, well, they have everything except for Harry Potter." Well, now they do. They do?
0: Oh, good. <laughs> they absolutely do. Good. Uh,
1: so you can spend, uh, I think it, yeah, one credit for uh, one of the books. It, it's the same one by uh, Jim Dale, so it's quite a. Uh, it's a great read. It's fun. Oh, that's it's good great to listen to.
0: I'm glad they have that back in there because I think a lot yeah. of people would be into that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, this brings us to our community feedback, um, starting with our tweeters. Uh, Jen, would you like to start off?
0: I can do that. Okay, so the first one is from Kurova. Hi, Kurova. Um, and Kurova writes At Shattered Stone, should reach level 70 this weekend with my female softcore wizard named Morgane. Guess some of you are already farming T10. And that's exactly what I was thinking, you know, some of you Uh are at T10, so, and he was hitting level 70 at that point when he sent that tweet, and, uh, you know, he'll get there. I mean, I I can relate to him saying, some of you are already farming T10, because to me it felt like everybody was, like, right away, so, anyway. (laughs) No
1: kidding. The first night, I was like,
0: what? Yeah, it did seem like the first night, and I remember looking at that going, okay, (laughs) you know, I mean, you know, you put in all the hours, It'll get there.
1: Exactly. And it's just... It seems like there's... Um, I, I was going to save it for later, but I might as well throw it in there now. Sure. seems like there's just this big, like, number creep. Like, we've yes. had the power creep last time. Mm-hmm. Um, season. Now, this season, is like between the numbers of uh, damage to how quickly you're leveling up to... Um, all those kind of things where it just seems like numbers don't matter anymore in the game.
0: Well, they did. They did alter something with the numbers, which we can get into in more detail in a bit. But maybe that's part of what you're seeing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of. I always kind of worried about that because I saw the fact that even last season we were still leveling up a lot faster than we did before. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd have people hitting Paragon 1,000. So, like, at what at what point does it even matter what Paragon you hit anymore?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, Yeah, I mean people are hitting it so quickly. That's true, they are. But the thing is not everyone is. No. So they still have to kind of balance things as far as that. I don't know. I mean I guess like if your goal is I'm gonna hit Paragon one hundred or one thousand this season and you get it like in the first week or something, I mean what do you do after that? You know? Are you done? I mean I don't know. Maybe they level up another character (laughs) to that point or well I guess maybe go to two thousand or something. (laughs) I don't
1: know. Exactly. (laughs) Just keep going.
0: It just, yeah, keep going until, like, the numbers stop, you know, you hit the high score so high that the numbers don't change anymore, that kind of thing.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the game shots off, and the Diablo's broken. Right, yeah.
0: (laughs) Or it goes back to zero, you know, because it's rolled all the way over. Okay, we're really showing our age now with this, you know. Right. (laughs) Tilt. Yeah, tilt. (laughs) Tilt. So moving on is a tweet from me at Queen of Haiku and I wrote at Shattered Stone I have now finished chapter 2 of the season journey and I put a little smiley face because I was really happy about it and a lot of these kinds of tweets that I do they're sort of notation so I'll remember what I did so I can talk about it on the show but the other reason is if I get really sick and can't be on the show I can at least keep you guys up to date with what I've been up to so that's what these are they're kind of my own little notes I suppose you know
1: Well, we appreciate it, because especially when, you know, you, we can't have you on here, it's good to say, oh, hey, Jen's still there.
0: Right, like, I'll try to get in anyway, you know, so <laughs> that's what I do with those, if you're wondering, because now it's like, well, you just told us what you've done, why do you need the tweets? Because that's before I got here, you know, <laughs> to that's tell right. you about it. <laughs> All right, so the next tweet is from @hometownhero. Uh he writes, epic night of gaming, thanks at Quadler and everyone else from the Stone crew. Appreciate you. At Dredge Scythe and at JC Monkey D3 and at Cyberwolf Zero. So sounds like he had a real good time with some of the Shattered Soulstone crew. And then we have, um, let's see. Okay, so this is sort of a conversational tweets in here. <laughs> They're kind of you know bounced off each other um on january 23rd the shattered soulstone twitter account tweeted new post episode 108 just jen with a link and then hashtag diablo and hashtag dawnforge uh as we do you know when a new show comes out and uh korova responded to that tweet so he wrote at shattered stone just at queen of haiku really more than good enough for me and I thought that <laughs> was really sweet. So I tweeted back to Kurova and I wrote, at um, Kurova, at Shattered Stone. Aww, so nice of you to say, with a smiley face. Because it just felt really encouraging, you know? So that was nice. And since he added at Shattered Stone, it ended up here in the show. Do you want to take like over it. the rest of the tweets?
1: Sure do. So next one is at The Alienator, at KSB Podcast, at Shattered Stone. I wish to rant about how mastering Jade Set dungeon is versus zuni after 20 tries no jade zuni one try done (laughs) yeah so
0: he's having a hard time mastering the jade set dungeon
1: yeah it is a pain in the ass
0: yeah yeah i've heard that
1: yeah i kind of i I guess that kind of confirms some of it like if you get get the right set and run in there it's easy to do yeah. And also, it kind of just depends on who you are and how to figure it out. I mean, uh, I remember there's a couple of people talking in chat. I think it was Nevik and I... Oh, I'm sorry, whoever... I can't remember who it was. Uh, but they were both doing Demon Hunter. Mm-hmm. And it was the same set. And De- and Nevik was having trouble getting through it. And this person's like, oh, I just did it in one try.
0: Oh, so... <laughs> and Nevik's like,
1: oh, great. Let me pour more salt on that. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Aw. <laughs> So maybe it's not necessarily the set? I don't know. I mean, I know people are struggling.
1: I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I I think it has a lot to do with your comfort level and your your knowledge of the the character that you're playing. Mm -hmm. Like, I might be able to do it with the Jade Harvester set, but, you know, let's say I had to do it with some set from the Monk. I mean, I may have a lot of trouble even with the easy one just because Mm -hmm. I'm not as familiar with the Monk.
0: Right, right. So. And I may run into that because, honestly, I've never had a whole set of anything ever. I just never have. So, um, you know, uh, I'll eventually get the monk set because of the Heydrich's Gift. So we'll see how that goes. And I'll definitely have something to say after I try, you
1: know. Yeah, be awesome. Yeah. So in, in response to that tweet, KSB Podcast, The Alienator, and... At Shatterstone.
0: Yeah, I think this one I didn't write this very well, but the this tweet was from at Podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Um, this is how I felt about the Roland set dungeon.
0: <laughs> so it's not just it's not just one set. People are a particular set oh, no. that's really hard. We're hearing a lot of different ones just in the feedback for our show. You know. Yep. So that's kind of I, there's definitely something going on there. <laughs>
1: you know. Exactly. Hmm. So, Queen of Haiku, uh, at Shatterstone, just finished Chapter 3 of the season journey. This is going faster than I expected.
0: Right, like we were talking about. Yeah, these are my little notes. I hope it doesn't annoy people. (laughs) I I never know if I'm going to make it to a show. So, this is what I do.
1: No, it's perfect. And then the next tweet from at Kurova, at Shatterstone, at the Westmark Workshop. I find it very annoying with limited playtime I have to do several T2 rifts before I finally get a key for a greater rift. You know, um, I I have to kind of agree with you, Kurova, because I've been running some just Torment 4 because it's real quick to get through with a Torment 4 for me. Torment 6 I can do, but, it, you know, it just every once in a while I run into something that just slows me down. So I'm just trying to keep, you know, do it for speed. And I don't, you know, get them every single run either. Like, I'll have to go sometime two runs, you know, and on a third one I get one. So, yeah, it's kind of frustrating.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand. know if
1: maybe they can bump that up a little bit, but...
0: I wonder what that is. Now I thought last season, and I may be completely wrong about this, but I thought that if you I think it was I can't remember if it was the lower rifts that had a better chance of giving you one or if it was the higher uh rifts. Like if you were in I don't know, like hard mode or something, if that was a better chance than like Torment Two or whatever, or if it was the reverse of this. Um I thought there was something that you know that worked, but maybe that's changed. You mm-hmm. know? Maybe it's changed. I don't know. Quite so possibly. that's another that's another reason to be frustrated, I suppose. You know, that in yeah. the, uh, the set dungeon thing.
1: Um, and the last tweet comes from our uh, one and only Nevik James, at CM Nevalistas, at causa. Uh, hey, the Shattered Stone would love to have someone from the team on the show. <laughs> and slide, we
0: would, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> that would be great.
1: Of course we would.
0: We would love to do that. Just yeah. got to arrange it. So if, if they're listening, uh, let us know. We'll work it out.
1: And and then I'm sure we'll see Nevik back.
0: Probably, yeah. (laughs) I would think so.
1: So um, uh, I guess leading off of that, we have a question for the show. Did you want to let everyone know about this?
0: Yeah, this is the one from last show, Mm -hmm. actually. Um, So the one from last show was how long did it take you to get through the season journey? And I don't think we had anyone specifically answer it because y'all have probably been done with it for so long. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that it didn't matter. It was such a short time span, so maybe it wasn't the the most uh, well-selected question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that's what I had for, you know, that was the question to be answered on this show had we gotten any feedback for it, but we didn't. And uh, I didn't think of a question for next show. Well,
1: how about this for the next show? Um, since we've been talking a lot about those set dungeons, now, have mm-hmm. you completed well obviously if they've finished their season journey they have completed then it. they've completed uh, i guess it, yeah. maybe the question could be how difficult did you find it to complete the set dungeon
0: okay that sounds good because we're getting a lot of feedback on that you know in general here um so yeah if you've gone through the set dungeon what did you think was it really, really difficult? Did you die a lot? Did you get through it in one shot? You know, how was this for you? And that'll be interesting to find out, you know? Yep. Okay, so we do have a Patreon for Shattered Soulstone. And we're running a campaign, a Patreon campaign, where you can help to support our show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge truly is greatly appreciated. We honestly do really appreciate all of that. And we are trying very hard to put more effort into the show in order to make it worth it for you. So that's where we're at. And I I normally check to see if we had any new patrons, but I I have failed to check it for this show. So I'll check for next one (laughs) and then mention whoever decided to join in. But we do appreciate each and every person that, uh, you know, gives their hard-earned money to our show in order to help us grow the show and make things better we do appreciate so if you're able and interested in becoming a patron that's where you can and uh, there's a bunch more details over on the Patreon website on that
1: absolutely thank you Mm -hmm. so much Uh, I guess we have a couple of emails this time too well
0: we have an email and we have a comment an actual comment on the Shattered Soulstone website yeah that was exciting. Both of those things were exciting. See, so we check
1: yeah. everywhere, people. We do,
0: we do. We, we want to get your, you know, your voice into our show.
1: <laughs> so um, why don't I start with the uh, email from our good friend Frank Tropis and then you can take okay. the
0: comment.
1: Sure. So Frank Tropis writes, "Greetings, wall of text." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm It's just okay. Kidding. It's it's not really as big a wall of text. It's not the great wall of text. Yeah. You
1: know? No. 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 It's
0: quite
1: a bit. It's good. I've been crit with a mm-hmm. wall of text. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. So, Funktropist sent us a message saying, Hey, greetings. Actually, I added in the hey. He just said greetings. <laughs> For the longest time, I did not see the point of me playing Seasons. I am such a slow roller, and I have so little time to devote that I think didn't think I would have time to do anything, not to mention the fact that I have... By no means perfected the art of leveling efficiently. And all that (laughs) jazzmatazz. In recent weeks, months however, I found playing my old characters beginning to lose its luster. But the desire to play was high to check out the new patch. So I figured I'd have to give it the old college try and slog through my old characters once the patch came out. I logged on to Diablo after, uh, the day after Season 5 began, and the new season screen popped up, and I found myself deciding to create a season character. Hey. Oh, good. Good for you. I decided to go with the witch doctor.
0: Yeah!
1: <laughs> now, Nevik, hinder your strangling groan. That's okay. We, none of us have to suffer through that.
0: Well, he's, yeah, that's... Uh, That's not happening this episode. Nope. Mm -hmm.
1: And so Funk Tropus goes on to say, I would have gone with Monk, but I've been playing monks Monks nonstop lately and needed a change. Also, I found it fitting that my first ever seasonal character in any Diablo franchise would be the same character I started D3 Chocolate with. Chocolate? Chocolate!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done.
1: I get seasons now. Uh, Starting fresh... Had completely reinvigorated the game. The chapters give me short-term things to work with, and having to climb up the ranks of crafting and all the game, all that again, uh, has refreshed that aspect of the game as well. Not to mention, it is amazing to me how much better the game is since I originally did all the crafting, leveling, etc. back in the day. I mean, holy cow! And you don't craft holy cows, by the way. <laughs> and the new features in patch 2.4 are awesome. I'm not even talking about the set dungeons and gray hollow, the massacre system, the breakable item bonuses etc are just fun to mess with. What a freaking game
0: and that's from Tropus, who's having a good time in seasons with the rest of us yay yeah.
1: no i'm glad I'm <laughs> glad you are that's awesome i I just took i don't know maybe um I just assumed I guess that everybody in our clan had been doing that and didn't realize some people hadn't. So it's great that you 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 know you found that. It, sometimes you just need a little bit of a change in the game in one way, and I think that's kind of what they're trying to do with the seasons. But,
0: right, yeah. you know, And I think at some point, maybe maybe if, as we go on season after season, there's a chance people will get tired of doing that and want to go back to what they were doing. Um, if they don't care about the cool stuff, you get attached to the seasons. But that's what, you know, tropus, you'll get that now. You'll get, like, that whole set and uh, whatever character you picked, it'll go with that and all the goodies. And, you know, a little tree pet. Yep. Oh. It's a tree this time, so, yeah. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to
1: get, that little tree pet.
0: I know. <laughs> that would go well with all of your witch doctors, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah. He- I don't know what I'm going to do with a tree, you know, <laughs> but okay. It's a tree.
1: <laughs> right. Switch it out with mm-hmm. your doggie.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know... <laughs> Maybe you should keep the tree of the doggy apart. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: Have you been to Grey Hollow yet?
0: No, I haven't. No,
1: I haven't either. Because like I was hoping that I would get some sort of bounty or something telling me to go there. And I got yeah. nothing. So I guess I'm going to have to go and visit on my own. Which is fine. I'm, like, I'm looking forward to trying it at some point. I just, I just keep forgetting to do it because I'm like, oh, wait, I want to level or I want to jump into another rift or something. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. I was kind of expecting that the Grey Hollow thing would show up as an objective in the season journey, like between chapter one and chapter four. Yeah. And it didn't, so yeah, I might have to do like you're doing and just go like find it on the map and head out and see what there is to see.
1: Yeah, because it sounds really interesting. So
0: okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I heard it's creepy. I like creepy. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll have to check that out.
1: So, and, okay, and so. by the way, Functropis, you cannot make chocolate holy cows from the uh from Heydrich. Nice try right. though. <laughs>
0: No chocolate holy cows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we've given Blizzard an idea for like a uh, a candy to create and pass out at BlizzCon or something. Chocolate oh, holy cows. Chocolate holy cow. <laughs> That's
1: right. That'd be fantastic. There is no chocolate holy cow level.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's, only <Okay>. <laughs> it's only vanilla. It's only vanilla.
0: All right. So we got an actual comment over on the Shattered Soulstone website, which you guys can do. You can leave us comments and we'll definitely read them off on the show. This one is from Dan. And Dan says, Hello to all you Soulstoners. Jen, great job on the last episode. Well done. And I love the lore corners. Please keep them coming. The last one was very well done. I had always breezed past the mayor's dialogue, but now I'm giving it another look. Then he goes on to say, Jen, I also like your hyper-nonsense podcast. I just wish you and Sean did them more often. I liked the 30 podcasts in 30 days thing also. Bravo. And he goes on to say, and I'll, I'll, re- I'll respond to all of this in a bit. Um, Dan says, I really like all of the Diablo podcasts, Flux, Nineball, etc. And I think you guys really fill a needed niche, niche, niche in the community. I like your non-technical, non-confusing approach. Thanks for still hanging in with the podcast, even if it's just one of you. If I had one wish, it would be that you did more podcasts, like once a week would be perfect. But I know real life is more important, and I thank you fine folks for all your hard work on the podcasts. If I could leave a review on iTunes, I would, but they demand a credit card in order to make an account. Anyway, thanks again. And that is from Dan. That's a very nice comment to have left on on our uh, website. Absolutely. And I thought it was... Um, You know, first of all, thank you, Dan, for all of the wonderful, uh, comments about the episode I did by myself (laughs) again it's very encouraging to hear it's very nice Uh, and I'm glad you enjoyed the mayor's thing I I, I never know when I'm doing a lore corner if I'm sort of describing a piece of lore that everyone already knows and they're like so what you know I never know like I mean I notice it I don't know if everybody else does so it's nice to hear that this was something people were missing or at least Dan was at least one person so Yeah. um, yeah so it helps somebody out and you know here's a piece of story that's in there if you just know where to look that's kind of what I'm shooting for with that um as far as the hyper nonsense podcast that's one sean and i do together we've done for years um took a it 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 sort of went through a few iterations to to what it is today um it is a podcast that could be called like a personal journal because it really does talk about sort of what's going on in our lives and that kind of thing it's not about gaming at all um and it is uh I swear a lot on the show, so <laughs> just be aware of that. <laughs> if you're new to it, you want to check it out, you start listening. Um, yeah, I, Don Ford shows you cannot swear on, but my own show I can, and so I do. So don't be too shocked by that. That's, uh, that's kind of how it goes. But like I said, it's got nothing to do with gaming, but it is kind of about our lives. Now, we have put it on a, an unexpected and unintentional hiatus because Sean and I have both had a lot of work recently, And, you know, you got to pay the bills. But we are intending to get back to it, and we are hoping to get more, um, you know, I guess regular with it. I think we're doing every two weeks. Um, We're going to try. And it is our intent to come back and do that. And it is, as you're hearing, you know, our intent to keep Soulstone going every week as best we can. Um, The other thing, I never thought about our show as being, you know, non-technical, non-confusing. But I like that description. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Very much, it kind of feels like you know I always, for me personally, when I listen to gaming podcasts, I'm not really like a high level hardcore end game kind of player. So a lot of stuff people talk about just goes right over my head. So I've always thought that there was a need for people who are you know new to the game or who just aren't, you know, they're not that high end high level player that are still learning things or still have things that are new to them that might not be new to others. Um, so it's it's nice that we're at least filling that. Um, from Dan's perspective, and possibly for others as well, because I think I think that's the way to go. I think I think the other guys are really good at covering all of like the the stats I can't understand and <laughs> things like that. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, I guess it's good that we have this little like thing that we do that maybe the others don't do as much. I think I covered everything. Um, if well done. Uh, Dan mentioned uh, iTunes, and those of you that want to leave a review for us on iTunes, can. Um, I'm not going to expect Dan or anyone else to put in a credit card anywhere on the internet that they don't want to. I totally respect that. So it's you know it's up to you guys. But I hadn't thought to uh, mention that. You know, yeah, listeners can you know leave a review on iTunes if they choose to.
1: Absolutely. Thank and you. I think for I that.
0: covered everything. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay.
1: Geez, you cover all the bases.
0: I try. <laughs> I'm a former teacher. You know, you go back and reiterate. It's kind of, you know, <laughs> you get in the habit, I guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, we have a couple bits of uh, news information that's been kind of popping around. Looks like, well, uh, first thing we'll start talking about is the engineering Diablo 3 damage numbers. That was uh, a blog post that they had put up. Right. So, um, Jen, I you want to of, take us through that?
0: I kind of summarized it a bit. Like, and I've mentioned this many times, numbers perplex me. So this is one that, uh, I can't explain it any further than what is in the, uh, in the actual post. Mm-hmm. But I can kind of break it down in a way that made me understand it, and maybe that might help others who have the same problems I do. So uh, the key paragraph at the top of it, coming directly from that blog post, is this. We heard a lot of player feedback that combat numbers were starting to be overwhelming or difficult to comprehend in moment-to-moment gameplay. In the past, large numbers were exciting to see because they stood out above the rest. How do you bring back that emotional appeal without making players feel like they have lost power? So that's kind of their you know overall gestalt with this. Um, so they developed an algorithm that created rules about how the numbers were going to appear. You may have noticed that, you know, this season, if you haven't been playing before the season, I think the patch did it too, um, where the numbers are different, than, they're popping up different than they were before. So their algorithm does the following things. Um, it's, here's, here's the rules for their algorithm as they put it on that post. Damage numbers must be over 100,000 to be considered. If the damage number to be displayed is larger than the last that was displayed in orange, then display the new number in orange. So it kind of tells it when to replace, you know, like if it's higher, put it, if it's not higher, don't. Uh, Then it says, decay the value of the largest number by 3% every second. And to further explain, this reduces the likelihood that you'll go on too long without seeing any highlighted numbers, which would be a drag, you know. Uh, The algorithm is told to ignore the first 10 large numbers. And the reason is it allows the system to calibrate itself. Because if its second rule is, you know, don't post the number unless it's higher than the last one. You need some numbers to determine, you know, what's higher, I suppose. Um, And then if no damage has been dealt for 10 seconds, reset the system. And it just goes round and round and round. Um, So there's that. And then it also talks about localization. Because, you know, if you think about it, Diablo 3 is published in a lot of different languages. The post said it's 13 different languages. So when you go to change the thing with numbers, you have to make sure, they had to make sure that it would make sense for all players who are playing, no matter what language they're playing in the game. You know, if it's any of those 13 languages. So like with English, you'll see a number pop up with an M after it. For million. I think it's Vermillion. Yeah. But they had to think about, like how are you going to make that make sense for people who are playing in Korean? You know, would an M make sense to them? Not. It's not how their language works, so probably not, you know? And it just kind of goes from there, and it gets into a little bit. Um, anyone who's uh, started with English as your first language and learned a second language will undoubtedly have difficulty with the numbering system in another language because it can be different and so they had to take all of that complexity into account just to figure out you know how to abbreviate the numbers on the screen and what to put to indicate millions or that amount so that that was kind of an impressive amount of work that they've done just to have those little numbers pop up you know and they picked orange has the color, not just, you know, random, well, let's make it orange. They specifically went in and found a number that would pass the colorblindness friendly test so that a colorblind player could see that number too.
1: That was really cool. Uh, I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. I like when they, uh, when video game designers think about accessibility, you know? Mm. I mean, that's really good. So that's, in a nutshell, what that post is about, but there's a lot more in there. If you want to read it, we'll put links into the show notes so you can check it out. But that's kind of kind of the thing with the numbers, and I think, um, Preja, you kind of touched on a little bit of the concept with the numbers a little bit earlier.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, just the thing is, it's, it's really interesting because uh, I've noticed it, too. Like, especially since I'm using a Jade Harvester set, you'll see, like... A whole bunch of mobs are all obviously the same level and stuff. And they all die at about the same time. But every once in a while you'll see like only a couple of the numbers pop up as like yellow. And then you'll see that one orange number that pops up um, mm-hmm. with the amount of damage. Rather than in the past, you'd like your entire screen would get cluttered because you'd be seeing like 10 million, 5 million, 100,000. Like it would show you everything. And now it doesn't right. really do that. I think it right. helps out a little bit with the game.
0: It's less cluttered now, you know?
1: Exactly. But th-
0: the work they had to go to do it, I mean, they had to build the algorithm, which I suppose could be built. I don't know how to build one, but I know there are people that do. But the concept that really struck me was trying to get that to fit to all the 13 languages that the game is available in. Yep. Yep that's that's tricky i mean just learning how to count in another language is difficult but to understand like how would a person who has you know french is their first language or spanish is their first language or korean is their first language look at that number and understand what it is and uh what we're trying to tell them it is you know mm-hmm. that must have taken a long time i think
1: definitely but it was worth it i mean i, mm-hmm. I really do think it was worth what they were doing
0: yeah, it's just, I, I love hearing about just the thinking behind, okay, here's a change, and this is what we were doing to make that change. And it really just shows you just how involved the Diablo team really is with the game.
1: hmm hmm So the next topic on there that you uh, selected for us is about double bounty weekends. <laughs> I right. liked reading this one because um, <laughs> this is, it yeah. was interesting. Like, people were asking... Hey, uh, any word on Double Bounty Weekend like last season? And Wyatt Mm -hmm. Ching uh, responded, Hey guys, I just wanted to pop in and say we don't have any community buff planned for this season. The main reason is one uh, highlighted by other members of the community. While 2 times buffs are super exciting while they're active, they have negative effects at other times. The biggest is how demoralizing it can feel if you miss out on the community buff. One of the strengths... Of Diablo is when players feel they can play on their own schedule and when they feel like it. The two-time buffs really detract a sense that any time is a perfectly good time to play. It can also cause people to burn themselves out trying to get most of the, the most out of that buff. I completely agree with Wyatt on that one. I remember last year, uh, last season, when they had that, that double bounty buff going
0: Right, and Mm -hmm. it
1: was um it was awesome like i I was able to sit down friday night and like punch out a whole bunch of double bounties you know right away like i I grouped up with several different people and then saturday and sunday came and it was just flat out family days you know other things going on Mm -hmm. i just had no time so i ended up missing like the biggest part of the weekend to be able to even get more and by the time i came back like everyone else had six seven hundred of each of the um the uh, ACT materials, and there I was mm-hmm. at still, like, you know, 85. <laughs> so I'm like, I and I'll never catch up from there.
0: Right. See, in comparison, it does do, like he was saying, you know. And I can see people burn out, like, I'm going to spend this entire weekend only doing bounties or whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> exactly. And you'd
0: be so sick of it by the time you were done, I would think, you know.
1: And then how many people so. within the next couple of weeks were like, ah, I don't want to play anymore. Uh, like, I've done enough you know stuff yeah, like that or a breach just kind whatever of disappear. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, I, I still felt pretty good for another few weeks and I was like ah, I went away for a while and then it was just like the last two or three weeks of the season I was like okay I'm actually done too I mean, and I think that else.
0: should be, that should be, when we get to the end of the season, I think everybody should be kind of having that, okay, I'm done, you know, kind of feeling it, it should hit right about then, you know? And I want to point out that Wyatt Chang is the senior technical game designer, and I want to start pointing that out in the shows, because we hear a bunch of names of people connected, but, like, I don't always remember, like, what their job is, so I'm going to start naming it off in case people don't know, mm-hmm. so they can figure it out. So that's, that's who we're talking about with this little little piece here. (laughs) Um, And then there was another issue, another forum post, and it was titled S6 Grievous Wounds Bug. And in short, someone got on the, the forums and made this post and detailed out, very detailed with a lot of stats and specific numbers and all of this stuff what they believe to be a bug involving uh, grievous the grievous wounds rune when it was used with the six piece bonus of the shadow's mantle and also with impale and the same person it turns out actually had a second post about convection of elements being an issue when used with the six-piece bonus of Shadow's Mantle on a separate post. And both of those posts, uh, well, the the first post um, about the Grievous Wounds was getting some people commenting. The second one I don't think it did as much. Um, So Nevelistis, community manager, stepped in and she had a response for about, you know, is the Grievous Wounds thing a bug. She writes, or wrote, Grievous Wounds not affecting the six-piece bonus of Shadow's Mantle is not a bug. In fact, none of the damage bonuses from runes for Impale affect the six-piece bonus. This is to preserve diversity rather than leave one rune as the obvious, mathematically correct choice. Players shouldn't feel punished because of their set bonus if they'd rather use another rune or element. So that's not a bug, the Grievous Wounds thing. She does go on to say, however... On the flip side, the other issue you mentioned with convection of elements does appear to be a bug. The six-piece bonus of Shadow's Mantle is intended to deal the elemental type of whatever impale rune is selected, thereby benefiting from convection of elements when the appropriate element is active. We've put in a report for this, and we will be investigating it. So if any of you out there listening have noticed the thing with convection of elements not working out so good with Shadow's Mantle, um, they're on it. (laughs) They're uh, working on that. But the other one is not a bug. It's working as intended.
1: Huh. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, stuff I hadn't noticed, but um, I did go check out some of the forum stuff, and uh, that was kind of interesting. And I figure somebody out there may have been having the same issue and wondering if it was a bug. So. Mm No, (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) Right, yeah, that one's not. But the other one is, so they'll work on it, you know. But I like the concept of, you know, they don't want people to feel like, okay, well, I'm using this, so the only thing, the best thing for me to use is this one particular choice, and that's it, and nothing else is going to be as good. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Yeah, because then, you know, like she said, you know, you get diversity and play styles and uh, skills and all that. So I think that's valid. Anyway, that's why I put it in there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like it. Mhm.
1: So, um, the next one that you have in here is about set dungeons and are they. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a forum post. I was reading a bit of it before we mm-hmm. started the show. So, right. was, yeah, very lively discussion. Uh, currently, it's at 25 pages worth.
0: Right. And the post, which you just need to hear this, the title of the post was The set dungeons are. dot, 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 really bad. <laughs> So people are very frustrated, so it's not just you, whoever's listening, uh, having trouble with the set dungeons. There seems to be, how many pages was it, Braisha?
1: 25 pages worth.
0: Okay, so 25 pages worth of people that have a comment about the set dungeons are really bad. It's not just you. I think they're intended to be difficult from the look of it. Um, and, you know, I'm sure I'll have things to say about the set dungeons after I get the set pieces <laughs> and give it a try. Right. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, there's a lot of people that are feeling like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was seeing it a little bit on social media, people commenting, and and then there's an entire forum. So if, if you're frustrated and you'd like to commiserate in that with others, there is a forum for you to go to.
1: <laughs> no kidding. It's like, wah!
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness yeah so I was like no 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 (laughs) I'm good with that thank you right right Uh, so um sorry I'm like distracting myself
0: oh that's okay
1: (laughs) it's getting that time of night I'm like uh yeah
0: yeah, Ooh, it's pretty shiny. late where you are. So Right, shiny. Well, I'll just keep going then. So. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the, the uh, next one, uh, I guess we have yeah. a couple of off-topic things.
0: They're a little bit off-topic, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so what we have is, uh, it's about Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. So that's off-topic. But it's kind of on-topic because two Diablo characters are being added. So, yes. if you play both games, which some of us do, um, you might want to try some of these new things, new uh, Diablo characters that are coming. So, there's two of them. One of them is Lee Ming, the wizard, and the other one is Zul, X-U-L, the necromancer. So, there's uh, the Diablo, nope, the Blizz Heroes account on twitter has a little video that they've posted to announce this blizzard watch has an entire blog talking about more details about what those characters are in terms of gameplay Mm -hmm. um i'm of the impression that they might be from d2 but i haven't seen it confirmed because i haven't read it very carefully um so (laughs) they might be but um i can't tell you off the top of my head who these characters are Mm -hmm. you know Uh, if I find something I'll definitely do a lower corner on it but um, they might have just been given a name you know
1: yeah I think they've just been given a name kind of like the D3 character
0: yeah like Vala the demon hunter is in uh, exactly is in Heroes, and, you know, there's nothing in Diablo 3 that indicates that this player character has that specific name, but they needed a name for the other one, so it's a little bit off-topic, but if you play both, uh, it looks like Li the wizard, is now in the Heroes of the Storm PTR, so you can try that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to get too off-topic, because I know some people don't like that, but I thought this was just a little tiny thing that might be okay.
1: Of course, Diablo. Yes, <laughs> it is. I
0: mean, it's related, you know, so
1: yeah yeah so no that's, uh, that's good to see um because i remember we when they did the whole um uh, diablo kind of uh the fan not fan but um like theme that they had for a while they whatever. did they had a
0: couple of battlegrounds that were specific i think the battlegrounds might still be there i really don't play yep. heroes too much but um they did a nice job artistically. I mean, if you just want to go mm-hmm. into the game and take a look at those battlegrounds just to check out the art, I mean, the art is really well done. Like, go in, you know, pick a character, play against the AI and play with a team of AI and you can screw up as much as you want and no one will care. So, um, that's what I do. So, And uh, there's two, there was at least two, I think they're still there, two battlegrounds that were very Diablo Three, and the art was just fantastic.
1: Oh, it was. And, and it's fun mm-hmm. to see because I, I see uh, P-Dog playing it a lot. And, um, yeah, they, I think at the time everyone was wondering, oh, is that all it? You're not going to see anything else from Diablo. And uh, I think even Lantonio at one point was saying something about, oh, it'd be cool if we had some characters from Diablo 2 in there. And it looks like they've done that. So Yeah,
0: it looks like maybe they listen yeah. to them, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> they've done exactly. that. And there's a bunch from D3 in there as well, which I'm sure we've talked about on previous shows. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was pretty good. Have anything out, yeah. else you'd like to add?
0: I think that's it. I think that's all I found when I went putting together show notes today. Just a few things, you know?
1: I know. Just just about an hour or so of a few things. An
0: hour is good, yeah. With editing, you know? <laughs> so, um... Exactly. It's pretty good. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I guess why don't we close this one out? Okay. So... Um, you've been listening to episode 109 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Miss an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archive at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Want to join us in-game? Join our in-game community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to chat with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at shattered soulstone.com We love Twitter, so come join and tweet with us. You'll find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone. There is at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brazia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is Atlantonio. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Production for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedonforge.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, from all of us here at Shattered Soulstone, let's go get some chocolate holy cows. Mm, I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to this presentation of Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2016. Find us online at thedawnforge.com.